thank you to Kenneth Copeland Ministries for sowing the airtime for this broadcast. There's enough power in every sick room and in every hospital room to raise up that sick one that may be describing you. Yes, you yes. may be in a sick room. Yeah. You may be in a hospital room. And I want to remind you, power is present. That power is there to do a work. Believe in what's present, not try to get something, but notice that he's already made it yours. It's present right where you're at. Say, I receive that power. I receive that power. I receive it right now. I receive it right now. From the top of my head. The top of my head. the soles of my feet. The soles of my feet. Welcome. We're so glad to have you with us today for Jesus the Healer. And go get your Bible and get a notepad, something you can take notes on because we're believing God for answers for your life. And uh, we've been teaching on something that's thrilling to us because we're teaching on following the Holy Spirit. And you say, well, Pastor Nancy, this is called Jesus the Healer. Yeah, and we'll follow the Spirit. He'll lead us into healing. <coughs> Amen because the Holy Spirit's always leading us in line with the Word. And it is a healing Word that belongs to us and He'll always lead us in that. But the thing is that we learn about the Holy Spirit that if we learn to follow Him in one arena, then He will we'll know how to follow Him in other arenas of life. Amen. So um, I love something that Brother Hagen, who was our spiritual father, he made this statement. He said, if you can teach people to follow their spirits, you can help them in every arena of life. Now that's victory, help in every arena of life, right? <clears throat> and so um, we want, the thing is, I, I, like, I, I like to point out the first word he said, if. Yeah. If you can teach people. Um, so it's conditional on us learning how the spirit moves, how he operates, um, how he leads. He doesn't lead based on feelings. He doesn't lead based on emotions. He's not leading us through our emotions, through our feelings. He's not leading us through our minds. God is leading us through His Spirit, speaking to our spirit. And that which our spirit knows will float up and enlighten our minds, but it does not come from out here to our mind. <clears throat> and so we, as we learn to follow the Spirit, we, we uh, really are able to live more accurately in line with God's plan because the Holy Spirit will lead us into God's plan. He'll lead us into God's word and his plan for our life. Amen. And so we've, we invite you to go back and watch previous episodes because there's so much that has been said and we'll see where we end up here as we go along. I, I, I usually intend to go one way and we end up sometimes another way, but that's okay. And even if I end up, if I could say this, no matter the direction of how we teach this, learn to apply it to your need. That's right, that's right. Yes. Because these are truths that will work the same no matter what your need is. And so um, I want us to go over to 1 Corinthians chapter 12. <clears throat> 1 Corinthians chapter 12. Now, when the Spirit of God leads us in our own individual lives, He leads us through peace. Yes. In the yes. sense of He's not going to lead us apart from peace. Right. Isaiah, I believe it's chapter 52, tells us, uh, You shall go out with joy and be led forth 
with peace. So we could say this, if you have peace in your spirit about doing something, then, then it, then do it. If you don't have peace about it in your spirit, don't do it. Now, now notice I didn't say your mind. I said your spirit. Because sometimes you can have peace in your spirit about something, but your mind can really be (laughs) twirling. Uh, go ahead and obey the peace in your, and follow the peace in your spirit because the following the peace in your spirit, you're following the Holy Ghost and that's a safe guide. Amen. Amen. But I want us to go a little bit different direction in line with this today. Looking at verse, at first Corinthians chapter 12, verse seven, it's, it reads, but the manifestation of the spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Now, this is an introductory verse to the verses he's fixing to say. And those are, he's, he's getting ready to list the nine manifestations of the Spirit. We, we, or some call them nine gifts of the Spirit. Yes. They are manifestations of the Spirit. They're not manifestations of the believer. Right. Right. These are manifestations that belong to the Spirit and they're governed by the Spirit. Meaning these non-manifestations of the Spirit, they operate as the Spirit wills. They don't operate as we will because they're His. They are manifestations of the Spirit. We could also, we could maybe say it this way and be correct still. They are manifestations belonging to the Spirit. They don't belong to us, they belong to Him. And as he wills, they will come into manifestation. And these are nine ways he will manifest himself. So I understand then it talks, it goes on, talks about the word of knowledge, word of wisdom, gifts of healing, working of miracles, gift of faith, tongues, interpretation of tongues, prophecy, all these nine manifestations of the spirit. And I'm not going to go that direction of ministering on those because that's a whole nother (laughs) (laughs) involved, um, wonderful direction, but just not where we're headed. But I do want us to see some wording here in verse seven that precedes this list of the nine manifestations of the Spirit. Again, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Notice this, the manifestation of the Spirit is given, not earned. Not earned. The leading of the Spirit, you don't have to earn it. And we've read it over in Romans chapter 8, verse 14, that the sons of God, are they're they're led by the Spirit of God. Be, just being a son, it's a right of sonship to be led. It's a right of sonship to be led. And then verse 16, two verses down, tells us the primary way or the way God has committed himself to lead his people by the Spirit. And it says that the Spirit of God himself bears witness with our spirit. That's how, that's the primary way he leads us. He bears witness, the inward witness. Not a dream, not a vision, not a voice, not a prophecy. These other things may happen, but God's not committed himself to lead us through those ways. He has committed himself to lead us through the inward witness. And as I said, that's a right of sonship, but that is something that's given as his children. It's a right of sonship. We don't have to earn it. Here, I like also when it says in in 1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, where we were reading, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given. It's not earned. We cannot force these manifestations that are getting ready to be listed, but we can position ourselves to hear just like, now listen, 
the leading of the Spirit belongs to you because you're a son. Yes. Yes. Position yourself to hear him. Yes. Amen. Meaning this, uh, if you're going to be occupied with out here this direction, um, many times you'll miss what he's trying to lead you in because he leads from in here. He doesn't lead out here from circumstances and situations. He leads from in here. If we will turn toward him, then we will we'll be more likely to hear what he's leading us in. Why? Because he will not insert himself uninvited. He won't force his, his counsel upon us. And he's a divine counselor. He won't force his help up, upon us. He's a divine helper, but he'll certainly give it if we'll turn toward him. Amen. So I, I, there's, a, there's a couple of words in this verse again in 1 Corinthians 12 I want to camp on for a little bit or focus on. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. Everyone who will follow the Spirit will profit. Yes. Yes. If the Spirit is endeavoring to lead us into something, but we won't follow Him, we won't profit as we should. He's trying to lead us into profit. He will not lead us into loss. He will not lead us into ruin. He always leads us into profit, or we could say this way, increase, more, advancement. So when we're following the Holy Spirit just in our everyday life, it's to our profit. It is to our profit. And every man who will follow him will profit. Amen. Now, I want you to see this word. Uh, let's read it again, but I want to look at the word at the last, the last word of this sentence. But the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all. That word with all, I thought I knew what it meant. It just seemed like one of those kind of uh, average words. But when I looked it up, the word with all meant in spite of. So we could read it this way, but the manifestation of the Spirit is given to every man to profit with all in spite of circumstances, in spite of the economy, in spite of your upbringing, in spite of your past, in spite of opposition. He, we will, if we'll follow him, we will profit in spite of everything that says you're going to fail. He will lead us into profit in spite of everything that's against us. What about somebody who had an, upbring, an upbringing that was very difficult? Maybe they were mistreated and mishandled as a child and in younger years. I don't make light of that. You know, it's, it's, it's difficult when somebody is raised in a difficult setting. But in spite of how you were raised or how someone treated you, how someone mishandled you, how someone belittled you, if you'll follow the Spirit, He'll lead you into profit. He'll lead you out of every one of those difficulties and your life will not carry the taint of anything that would have troubled your life. Amen. Because if we will follow him, he will lead us into profit. Amen. I just so appreciate that about him. Uh, that he only has our good in mind. Why? Because he makes known to us the will of God, the plan of God, and the plan of God is always for our profit. Amen. Because the Holy Spirit leads us in line with the word, he leads us in line with the will of God and the plan of God for our life. He can't lead us into anything but profit. But those who follow him most, 
follow him most closely will profit the most. And if we see our lives not profiting, we have to go back. Are we following as we ought? Are we following the word? Are we following the spirit? Amen. And how he's endeavoring to lead us. Amen. So I, I know that verse seven of first Corinthians 12 is an introduction to the nine manifestations of the spirit, but it's something that holds true about the spirit generally too, that every man who follows him will profit. Amen. I want us to go, go with me if you would to Genesis chapter one, Genesis chapter one, and we're going to see something because as I said, the Holy Spirit always works in keeping and in line with the word. He does not work apart from the word. Um, But let's read verse one, Genesis chapter one, verse one. It reads, in the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth and the earth was without form and void and darkness was upon the face of the deep and the spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Now the amplified, I believe it is, it says the spirit of God hovered. So when it's talking about movement, that the spirit of God moved, it wasn't directional. It was in presence. He was present, hovering. He was waiting for something. So it says, and the spirit of God moved or was hovering upon the face of the waters. What's he doing? He's waiting for something. Verse three, and God said, now that's what he's waiting for. He's waiting for God's words. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Or as brother Copeland has taught us, the the literal reads, uh, light be. And there was light. So why, uh, why was the spirit hovering? He's waiting for words. The Holy Spirit is in you waiting for words. Whose words? Just natural words. God's words coming from God. Well, He makes known to us what God says, but he's waiting for our words that are in agreement with God's words. He's waiting to perform. He performed in creation, didn't he? Notice it says in the beginning, God created. How did he create? He spoke words and the spirit performed words. So we see a divine pattern. We see a divine order that is going to, it was established at the beginning for something to be created. God, God's word speak, the Holy Spirit performs it. Uh, when you need something in your life, what did God say about it? Speak God's words. Then you're giving the spirit something to cooperate because he's not going to cooperate with anything, but what God says. Amen. Amen. So we see these three phrases in this passage that we read. God created, the spirit of God moved, and God said. So that's still how he's working today. Amen. For God to create, because it says God created. For God to create, it involved the spirit. That means let's not leave the spirit out in our life. Let's not leave the spirit out in our services. Let's not leave the spirit of God out because God did not accomplish creation without the spirit's performance. Amen. So we see the word and the spirit are perfectly suited to move together. Amen. 
Um, so we see the word and the spirit. It wasn't just the word and it wasn't just the spirit. It was the two together. This is how everything began. Amen. Um, so we see that this is this divine pattern and in our own life. We need to know the word, but we need to know how to follow the spirit. Why? Because the spirit is still the performer today, just as he was performing in creation. He performs God's word in our lives. Amen. But we have to give him something to perform by what we say. Um, the more we speak God's word, the more we're giving the spirit to perform. The less we speak God's word, the less we're giving the spirit to perform. When we say the word, we're assigning the spirit's performance. If we take a day off from saying, he has to take a day off from performing for us. So that's why these words are to be a lifestyle. Speaking in agreement with God is to be a lifestyle. Amen. Praise the Lord. So in creation, it came about because the word and the spirit moving together. Go with me to Luke chapter one and verse 30. Luke chapter one, verse 30. You'll recognize this passage. Um, about Jesus coming into the earth, right? Luke chapter one, verse 30. And it reads, and the angel said unto Mary, so this angel appears to Mary and says, fear not Mary, for thou hast found favor with God and behold, thou shalt conceive in thy womb and bring forth a son and shalt call his name Jesus. And he shall be great and shall be called the son of the highest. And the Lord God shall give unto him the throne of the father David. And he shall reign over the house of Jacob forever. And, his and of his kingdom there shall be no end. Then said Mary unto the angel. So those verses are the word being spoken, right? The angel is telling, giving her a message. So now there's the word presented. Now that word calls for her response. Uh -huh. That word, the word calls for your response. Amen. The word is God's response. Yeah. Now it calls for your response. So the, the angel spoke the will of God, the plan of God, and he's waiting for her to say something. Amen. So in verse 34, then, then said Mary unto the angel, See, when you hear, when you read verses like Matthew 8, 17, himself took our infirmities and bare our sickness, you, it needs to say, and then said you. Yeah. <laughs> he took my infirmities and bare my sicknesses. Take it personal. Make a response to the word. I said, respond to the word. That's what she did. The word was given. She responded. Then said Mary unto the angel. How shall this be, seeing I know not a man? And the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost. Ah, doesn't that say now we have the word being delivered and we have the Holy Ghost being spoken of. Amen. So the angel answered and said unto her, the Holy Ghost shall come upon thee. So what's this? The Spirit's going to get involved. And what happens when the Spirit gets involved? There's profit. There's increase. There's the fulfillment of something. The Holy Ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. Therefore also that holy thing which shall be born of thee shall be called the Son of God. Praise the Lord. So we see, um, and listen, I wasn't the first one to come up with. There's a precious minister that was showing uh, 
that was telling us and preached to us about this, that we see the pattern in Genesis, the Word and the Spirit. We see in Jesus being born into the earth, the Word and the Spirit's involvement. Luke 1, 37 and verse 38 says, For with God nothing shall be impossible. And Mary said, Behold the handmaid of the Lord, be it unto me according to thy word. And the angel departed from her. Notice the angel didn't leave until he got her response. God's plan could not go into action until she responded to the word. When she, her words of response to God's word authorized the spirit to become in and do his performing. Just like in creation, just like in your life. God says something waiting for your response. And when that spirit who abides in you hears your response to the word, now he has permission to perform that word. Praise God. Divine pattern that we see. Amen. So by her saying, so be it done unto me, according to the word. Look at this. Not, it's not done unto me. She didn't say done unto me according to what I can figure out. My goodness. There were so many questions she would have had. Ah, how will people, what will, notice she didn't bring up her engagement. She didn't say, how's this going to affect my engagement? The word mattered to her more than her plans, more than what she knew of the setting of her life. She, she, accepted the word before she knew how this would play out into the other aspects of her life. Precious woman, right? So notice this. She conceived because she received the words. The Holy Spirit can work when we agree with the word and receive the word. We have to receive the word in our spirit before the Holy Spirit can perform it in the different arenas of our life. Notice that. Uh, God, it wasn't, creation wasn't performed until something was said. And this was between God and the Holy Ghost. It was in Jesus. This was the Godhead at creation. But to get Jesus in the earth required someone, a human's permission. For God to manifest his blessings in your life still calls for a human's permission. Yes. Yes. Give him your permission by agreeing with his word. Yes. She said, so be it done unto me according to your word. Look at this, not according to my experience, not according to what I've ever seen with somebody else. She had never seen this in anybody else. Why It had never been in another human. She wasn't wake, waiting to see how it played out through someone else before she would agree. She took him at his word. Yes. His word was enough. Yes. Even if you've never seen anybody else healed of your condition, take him at his That's word. Right. You can That's be healed. Right. Right. Amen. It's not about if you've seen it play out with somebody else. Just take him at his word. Right. Amen. And then know this. So at creation, it was the word and the spirit. At Jesus' entrance into the earth, it was the word and the spirit. Then when the church is born, let's go over to Acts chapter 2 real quickly. Acts chapter 2, verse 1. 
And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set up on each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. Look at this, filled with the Holy Ghost. They had the indwelling of the Holy Ghost, but now they're filled with Him. They were all filled with the Holy Ghost. How did they know they were filled? And began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. So God had moved to gather devout spiritual men from other nations and had them to come and dwell there in Jerusalem. They're waiting for this day and they don't even realize it. They're all gathered together outside where this event happens. And they said, what means this? Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. And we're going to go on down to verse 14 for time's sake. And Peter standing up with the 11 lifted up his voice and said, all ye that dwell in Jerusalem, be this known unto you and hearken to my words. These are not drunken as you suppose, seeing it's but the third hour, but this is that which was spoken by the prophet Joel. What's he saying? This is the word. This is the word being fulfilled. The Spirit of God in Acts chapter 2 came in fulfillment of the word. What is it? The word and the Spirit moving together. And the church, a new thing happens in the church. Amen. So notice this, the word and the Spirit is the pattern. That's the pattern in our lives. Amen. Amen. To move into the plan of God, it takes the word and the leading of the Spirit. Amen. Amen. The help of the Spirit, the guide. See, God planned it, Jesus purchased it, and the Spirit leads us into it. So thank God for each one of them playing their part and taking their role. Thank God for the Word. Speak the Word. Agree with the Word because when you do, now you give the Holy Spirit something to perform. People say, well, how come I don't have this? Uh, this these Christians have this. I don't have it. Speak it. Yeah. Yeah. The Holy Spirit is waiting for our words of faith that agree with God's word. Yeah. Amen. Amen. Well, praise the Lord. These are things that are a blessing to us. And some of the things we've been teaching out of my book, Following the Holy Spirit. Uh, go to our website at defrayministries.org and you can place your order for your copy of it. We want to get it into your hands. But my goodness, we've been teaching on this now for weeks, so we want you to go back and watch previous episodes because there's so much to be said. Listen, there's so much that belongs to us. And we don't know these things unless we're taught, but thank God we're learning. Amen. Thank God for the Word. Thank God for the Holy Spirit who's interested in performing that Word in our life. Amen. And with our faith, we agree. Amen. Well, until next time, remember this, Jesus is the healer. God bless you. To watch or listen to today's message and other messages by Nancy Dufresne, visit DufresneMinistries.org. In Romans 8:14, God gives His children the promise that He will lead them by His Spirit. So we have a right to expect to be led. In this important book by Nancy Dufresne, Following the Holy Spirit, you will learn how to recognize and follow the leading of the Spirit and receive God's help in every arena of your life. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org. The timeless truths in this book, Answer It, reveal how to answer every opposition and the steps to take to exit times of testing. Order this book now at DufresneMinistries.org.
Come join us for our Dufresne Ministries Miracle Crusade in Georgetown, Texas at Church on the Rock, October 15th through the 19th. For more information and to register, visit our website at DufresneMinistries.org. Come expecting your miracle. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, submit a prayer request, or visit our online store. Thank you to the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries for making this production possible.